This programme is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. You know, we, we, we turn around to our children and we say, you can do anything you want to do, like, yeah. you can be anything you want to be. And we really boost them up into believing that they can do things. And yet we're very hard on ourselves as adults and as women. So I just decided, you know what, like, I need to allow myself and honour my passions and honour my abilities. A lot of people will say, oh my God, you're crazy, don't be doing that, or what planet is she on? God, she must be off her rocker. But like, <laughs> you, but seriously, this goes on, Like, but you need to bounce off the people like who really lift you up. Hello, I'm Maria Staunton. And I'm Mary Costello. And this is Making It, the show that reveals the true stories of Mayo's women in business. From top executives, to artists, to female founders, to those providing essential services in our local towns. Stay with us for the next 20 minutes and who knows, you might hear the advice or inspiration you need to get your own dream off the ground. Hi, I'm Maria Staunton and welcome to Making It. Now most of the guests on this show are either from Mayo or living here, but we bent the rules slightly this week. So we have Septa Mahan and her story is so inspiring we had to get her on for a chat. Septa lives in Galway and she was raised in Dublin, but her cookery school, Cookalicious, offers classes, camps and supper clubs online, even in Mayo. Well, it, it, up till now, it wasn't an online cookery school, but now, of course, it is an online cookery school. I had been doing them from my own home and going to other people's homes, but of course, now I'm online as well. I'm hoping to encourage and inspire people to cook and eat real food and a big part of what we do is we really help people to kind of transform their everyday cooking. Hi guys, Septa here from Cookalicious and today I am going to show you how to do a really simple steak supper. So this is Despite I- Septa's obvious love of food, which really shines through, she learned earlier on that if you're not careful, others can talk you out of pursuing what really suits you. It's funny, actually, when I was in Leaving Cert and when I spoke to my career guidance um, teacher in school and another lady in school, I, and I had said to them that I was completely interested in working in, in, the food, in the world of food and I was totally talked out of it. And that's why, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. Like, I was young, I was only kind of 16 going on 17 doing my Leaving Cert, but, you know, I definitely listened to bad advice. Um, yeah. It can really send someone down the wrong route in life, so to speak. The wrong path, yeah, absolutely. The wrong path. Like, I mean, I mean, I had been interested in food all along, like, you know, listened to advice, kind of didn't do something in food then, did something in business and accounting instead. Um, but then, I guess, like, you know, flash forward years later, I have my background in finance, um, I've just had my kids, and I just thought, okay, I need to kind of get myself back into the workforce now and decide what I want to do. But I just did not want to go back into finance. It just wasn't my thing. My heart was never, ever in it. Pan fried steak with a lovely chimichurri sauce. Can't even say it. So I just decided, you know what, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just um, tease out the world of food and see where I can find myself in there. There's a lovely spicy, hot, really, really And I started very randomly teaching some cookery classes from my home and it really started out like with me having friends over and I'd do a demonstration I might do like a Spanish night or a Thai night or something like that and they kind of just loved it. And it just completely grew from there I just kind of realized that you know what I'm not just good like at cooking but I'm really good like at sort of explaining to people 
how best they do it, but doing it like in a kind of an interactive, engaging, fun way where it wasn't stiff. It seems to flow for me quite naturally. Before I cook them in the pan in a really simple blend of olive oil. And I literally just, you know, I take them out of the fridge, I leave them for about two that natural ability landed Septa with a job teaching adult education cookery classes in Galway. Um, and one of the ladies on the course had come to me afterwards and said, oh my God, Septa, I'd love to host something like this in my own home, like, you know, gather, a, you know, a big bunch of friends together and have you come over, like, and host a cookery class. And it just kind of spiralled from there. I started doing some for this particular lady. And we just realized it was a fabulous formula. It just worked really, really fabulously. It was me going to people's homes where they wanted to gather with a gang of their friends, get together, have a cookery class and have a night out and wrap the whole thing into one. So I would come in like with um, all of my ingredients, with all of the recipes that I was going to produce. Um, and I would set up their kitchen essentially like a mobile cookery studio. Um, and then all their friends would come over and of course the wine would start to flow and the crack would start to be had. And I would go and cook. <laughs> Always a good combination, eh? They were learning and they were seeing me cook and demonstrating these dishes, which they were then going to sit down with their group and eat and enjoy and have the crack wow. and have the banter. So it's a very sociable, very sociable occasion, a gorgeous way to kind of like do something different with your friends where you mightn't necessarily want to go out for dinner. You know, there might be kids in bed upstairs, like where the kids are small and you're kind of restricted in where you can go and whatnot, but you're still able to stay connected with your friends. And, and your kitchen is I, clean at the end, which is fabulous. So. Oh, yeah, I always, I always say that like it's one of my little kind of, you know, pluses, you know, with, with, the, with the offering is that I will leave your kitchen as I find it. I will just arrive in, work my magic and I will leave it perfectly clean afterwards. <laughs> Does that not sound wonderful? So with this nugget of a good idea, SEPTA joined a springboard course, a certificate in food innovation and entrepreneurship at GMIT. And it was just as that course was ending that I first met her. Um, there was a pitch presentation. You were one of the judges in the panel that day. And I remember you coming up to me in the toilets afterwards. <laughs> and you were on the phone and you gave me... You gave me a flyer and just said, you need to apply for this. And that flyer was the flyer for the Empower programme. Yes, as some of you may know, in my day job, I manage the Innovation Hub at GMIT. And I'll take any opportunity to network. And I remember going home and thinking, um, I left the flyer on the kitchen table. This was maybe June time. Um, I left the flyer on the kitchen table and the flyer sat there all summer long. Because on the flyer, it said that the Empower programme was all about... Um, fast-tracking female-led entrepreneurs and that word entrepreneur just seemed to scare the bejays out of me for some reason because I didn't see myself as an entrepreneur. I just saw myself as somebody who had a passion for working with food, who had a passion for cooking, who really enjoyed it, who felt she had so much to give and so much to offer and wanted to do something to kind of help people but just wasn't quite sure how to shape it, you know? Yeah. Um, but the word entrepreneurship always just scared the pants off me. And when you don't see yourself as an entrepreneur, it can be hard for others to see that's what you are as well, even the local enterprise office. I had been into the Leo actually at this point before before the end of the summer as well. I got into the Leo kind of said, oh, like, you know, what courses are on offer like and kind of buzzed up because I had finished the course and I had thought that I had a bit of an idea that I was going to try and tease out. And the and it, while it was all fine and dandy, when I when I shared my idea with the person that I met in there, they, they essentially laughed in my face 
And I could see by them that they very, very quickly thought that my idea was kind of ridiculous and that they were going to be able to offer me no supports really to actually and help me pursue this business idea. And I just remember coming out of the office feeling very deflated, very kind of, oh my God, this is a daft idea. What planet am I on? I'm not going to pursue this, this is crazy. But I remember thinking, oh my God, I, 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 I need to make a decision here and I'm gonna decide like to literally just scrape myself off the floor and try it again. And I can hand at heart say, and very, very thankfully say that every time that I've approached the Leo afterwards, they've been wonderful. They've been absolutely super. kind of get better at asking for what you need and you get better at articulating yourself and you get a bit more kind of bulky about you know you guys are here to support me so what can you do to actually support me and help me so I think I've gotten better at asking for supports when you have a passion for something that's so kind of deep-rooted in you and that you really feel is, is it's so palpable you kind of owe it to yourself to honour your instinct and just give it a shot, don't you? You know, we, we, we turn around to our children and we say, you can do anything you want to do, like yeah. you can be anything you want to be. And we really boost them up into believing that they can do things. And yet we're very hard on ourselves as adults and as women, especially women like who may have been out of the workforce for several years like I was because I was rearing, I had put my, my energies completely into rearing the kids. Um, we're very hard on ourselves and we don't kind of believe um, that we can give ourselves the opportunities that we tell other people that they should give themselves. So I just decided, you know what, like I'm telling my kids that they can do what they want and they can be what they want and just to always motivate and inspire them. I need to allow myself and honour my passions and honour my abilities by letting myself tease this out a little bit further as well, you know. Set you here in the Cookalicious kitchen and today I have decided that I'm going to treat you and show you how to make caramel squares or millionaires. So Septa took the leap of faith and applied for the Empower programme at GMIT and got a place. And I've seen time and time again that the biggest benefit of these groups, for example, Empower, Network Ireland, is the gaining of the support of your peers. Did Septa find that as well? Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, pe people will be your cheerleaders and they really, really will. And you'll very quickly find out who your cheerleaders are and you'll support each other, you know. I mean, I, I found, I suppose, very much like you, you, people sometimes that you think will be your cheerleaders often ardent, like for example, your family or your very close friends yeah. and you love them to bits and they're your family and friends, but really they're not the ones who are going to cheerlead, cheerlead you the way you need it, where it's the other people who are trying to, who are self-employed and running their own businesses too, who are women who experience the same doubts, the same insecurities, the same lack of confidence, the same difficulties and they get it because they're in the same kind of space that you're in. They might be working at the exact same thing. That doesn't matter. They understand the loneliness. They understand the self-doubt. They understand that it's a very difficult thing to do. So as long as you find your tribe of people and you bounce off those people and you cheerlead each other and support each other, that, that's magic. I mean, when that happens, it really is absolutely magic. And they'll be honest with you as well because they're, that's a big thing, you know, People are very, very quick to kind of, everyone's giving you advice about what you should be doing and how you should be doing it now. And if I were you, I'd be doing this. And people are only too dying to throw advice. So you need to get yeah. quite, you, you, almost, you almost need to get quite 
clever quite quickly about who you bounce ideas off and who you trust and whose opinions you trust and where you get the really, I suppose, the energetic vibes from. Because a lot of people will say, oh my God, you're crazy. Don't be doing that. Or what planet is she on? God, she must be off her rocker. But like, <laughs> you, but seriously, this goes on. Like, But you need to bounce off the people like who really lift you up and who really help you to kind of soar and who really motivate you and inspire you um, to go and to yeah. keep at it because it's just plugging, plugging, plugging. So our flour, our butter, and I'm going to tip in 100 grams of my gorgeous and all that hard work had been paying off with bookings for supper clubs and cookery classes when COVID suddenly hit. The Cookalicious business model was faced with a choice. And I was really conscious that like, if I don't kind of do something to help people out here, people are just going to forget about me. I'm going to kind of, I'm going to lose out on all of the hard work that I've put in. Like, and I don't want that to happen. And of course, because people were at home and we were in a lockdown situation, there was a real need like to kind of help people who yeah. found themselves in a, in a situation where they were having to cook an awful lot more than what they ever would have done before, you know. Septa knew that Cookalicious could meet that need. So she took a course called Get Your Business Online. She published an e-book called Cooped Up Cooking. And she started doing live cooking demos and online classes. But it wasn't easy. Even though, like, I'm a very outgoing person and I'm very sociable, I mean, we're, we're all very hard on ourselves as individuals, aren't we? And women, I think, particularly, are, we give ourselves a hard time about things like that. So it, for me, it wasn't easy to put myself in front of the camera and start doing these demonstrations because you have this little guy that sits on your shoulder kind of going, who in the name of God do you think you are that you can actually do this and you can help people? And are, you, you really worry about what other people think. It's, it's, yeah. I hate to admit that, but I'm afraid it's just very, very true. A huge part of our being worries about what other people think. And it makes, it kind of stops us from doing an awful lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, it didn't come easy. And there was an awful lot of putting myself outside of my comfort zone and into the so-called stretch zone. You just kind of, you take it step by step and you feel your way through it and you acknowledge that it's going to feel uncomfortable quite a lot. I don't know if the discomfort ever goes away, but you kind of know that it feels uncomfortable because you care about it so much. So guys, while our base is cooking in the oven, our shortbread base, I'm going to continue on and make some caramel for the middle layer. Just oozy, gorgeous, delicious. Just go for it you know, know that like once it's done, you'll feel better afterwards and you kind of go, okay, that wasn't so bad. Or okay, you know, don't be so critical of yourself in the way that you did it. Like just know that you did it and that you've taken that step. Um, and it's it's kind of just, you kind of have to put yourself out there and just feel the fear and do it anyway, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And you, <laughs> you get know? good reaction from people. People are quite supportive. And and if they don't like it, Maria, you kind of have to say, well, sod it, I'm doing my best and I'm not going to be for everybody and that's absolutely okay. There will be people out there who respond to it and who it would very much be for and who it will really help. And they're the people, I suppose, that you're trying to get at. Like, The butter has melted. There's heat going through it now. And as well as regular classes and supper clubs, there's also a private members cook club and there are camps for teenagers and tweens and one-off events like Valentine's Day cook-alongs. The preparation involved in these, as you can imagine, is huge. And on that point, Septas had to face up to one of the biggest challenges entrepreneurs face. How you ask the right price for your product. I asked her if she had some words of encouragement for anyone struggling with this. You have to value what you do. And you have to value the time and the effort that you put into something. 
and put a fair price on what your service or what your offering is because at the end of the day like you're not doing it for the crack of it you know it is a business as well as being something that you want to do and if you're running a business and you're making absolutely no money at all or you're completely undercharging what 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 your product server is you're just doing yourself no service and people won't respect or value what you do either if it's ridiculously cheap because they won't see the value in it so you almost need to get over yourself a little bit on that side too and kind of like you know work out the time and effort that you put into everything and put a fair value on it and set your price and that's your price and that's it my caramel squares are finishing off cooling i'm gonna make my chocolate i wondered if there was one dish that sums up the cookalicious philosophy i don't know one dish something tapasy wild some, something you know where it kind of spanish tapas where it's sharing food where it's about getting people together where you literally have all this gorgeous food in the middle of the table and it's all about people just diving in sharing food tasting everything having the chat and the catch-up and the banter that goes with it because food is so very much about that i love the way the spanish and the italian people eat where they're not like Irish people where we sit down, like we scoff it and we get away from the table as quickly as we can. They make a real celebration out of it, like where every occasion, you know, at mealtime is about like sharing food and catching up and talking. And I think that's so much a part of food. So Spanish tapas um, would be a lovely representation of, I think, what Cookalish is about because it's about togetherness and connection and sharing fabulous, simple, tasty food. Well, you can find me on my website, which is cookalicious.ie, um, and we have a full suite of products and offer there. You'll see all of our upcoming classes. You'll see where we sell ebooks, and we have some courses that we're devising at the moment. And we also do a private members Facebook cook club, which is um, a private group where people can sign up and they can have access to demos and recipes and tips and tricks, etc., anytime they want. Um, also, we are on social media, so we're on Instagram and we're on Facebook as at Cookalicious Galway. And of course, you can um, contact me, hello at cookalicious.ie um, as well. We're, we're, we're everywhere. Great. <laughs> we're we're trying brilliant. to be anyway. <laughs> Lovely to chat to you today and thank you for joining us. It would be wrong not to try one. You've been listening to Making It. A huge thanks to my guest this week, Cookalicious founder, Septiman. Join our community on Facebook to share your experiences and questions. Just search for Making It Mayo on Facebook. You can also email us at makingitmayo at gmail.com or tweet us at makingitmayo. This show was recorded remotely for Clamaris Community Radio. Find more fascinating local stories at ccr946.ie. I'm Maria Staunton. Until next time, thanks for listening. This programme is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.